Hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast. Today, I have a very special interview with creative director of Detour Design Studio and my partner in crime, co-founder of the print book, Kelly Berry. Kelly Berry is a print designer who dove headfirst into starting up her own studio and has a very unique start in the industry. I hope you'll join me today to listen about how Kelly got started, what's going on in her business right now, and some advice she has for designers who are just getting started. You're listening to the Print Live Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to The Print Life Podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. We've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm so glad we were finally able to connect. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Me too. Welcome, welcome. So I want to start with chatting about your background and where it all started and how you ultimately landed in the world of print design. So I went to school for graphic design, um, and when I graduated, I knew that I wanted to work in magazines. Um, So that's what I did. My first job out of school was at a financial magazine, which is hilarious if you know me because I'm not a numbers person. Um, But I just didn't love it. And so during that time, I, you know, was reading a lot of creative blogs and interviews with other creative people. And I stumbled across this industry that was surface pattern design and print design. And so um, that year and a half that I worked for that company, I did a lot of research into that industry. I taught myself how to make repeating prints. Um, I furthered my skills with Illustrator and Photoshop. Fast forward, I end up getting a magazine job that I truly did love. And so the idea of doing any kind of print design or surface pattern design got put on the side as like, maybe someday I'll do this. Um, So I feel like that's important to mention because it it took me 10 years to kind of make that career change. Um, I worked in editorial for 11, 12 years um, before I ever took the dive into print design. This is so interesting to me. It seems like such a common tale that somebody who starts out in the design world stumbles upon surface pattern print design and just falls in love. I feel like a lot of us come from other industries, stumble across this, and we're like, what's this? What's this? And we just need to know more, whether or not it's something that can happen right away, or it's something that gets put on the back burner. You definitely know when you know, if you're somebody who's going to be like fully falling in love with the print design world and with developing surface pattern and print designs, it's definitely, um, kind of a love at first sight type of thing. It's really fascinating to me that when you know, you know, when it comes to our industry, it's really, uh, it really seems to be the case for a lot of people. So you mentioned that 
you kind of followed along some blogs and you were teaching yourself a lot of the programs, which I think a lot of us are self-taught as well. So I'm curious what kind of programs, what kind of blogs, where did you find most of your resources? You know, it was so long ago and it was so different at the time. I can't even say what courses I took or what blogs I was reading. Um, But I always kind of, while I was working for magazines, I always kind of stayed in tune with the industry. So I followed a lot of studios on Instagram. I, you know, one year I went and walked Premiere Vision just to see, you know, just to kind of learn as much as I could. So it was always kind of there, um, even though I was with my nine to five career, I was doing something different. Um, And then personally, my personal style is very print driven. My you know, my friends will make fun of me for not owning like the, a little black dress. All of my dresses are bright colors and floral and, you know, very bold. And so it all like print design always felt like a natural fit for me. Um, it just took me a while to get there. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute too, about the, the little black dress. Um, I think it's so interesting that sometimes all it takes is walking the floor of Premier Vision to be completely enamored with our industry and to begin to see potential possibility. And it just seems like it's right there, ready for you to reach out and just grab it. I love that. Um, I love when I speak to designers about making these transitions over into our space and you hear about somebody walking the floor of a show and it's just really a beautiful thing to do in the beginning and i definitely recommend to designers out there who are maybe interested in making the change over to our field is like really walk a floor of a show right. and just kind of take a look around take it all in it's so inspiring um okay so you now have decided to move over into print design i'm curious to hear about what that looked like for you? Did you start out freelancing? Did you work with studios on consignment? What did the beginnings look like for you? So my last um, editorial job, I I had worked for four different magazines at this point. And so I just got to this point where I was feeling not as passionate about what I was doing. And I always have loved design and really loved what I do. So when I got to that point, it was this frustrating feeling like I, it made me sad that I wasn't as excited about my job. Um, so I started having these conversations with my husband and he was like, you know, well, you've always talked about print design. Maybe it's time for you to take that leap. Um, and I still wasn't quite ready. It was something where like, I would design prints kind of in my spare time and they just sat on my computer and I would post at that point I did, I had started an Instagram account, so I would post some work to Instagram, but I didn't have any clients. Um, so it wasn't, you know, a real business. And then let's see in 20 beginning of 2020, uh, my husband got a new job that forced us to relocate to Philly. So I had to quit my magazine job. Um, And when we got to Philly, I was kind of, I was freelancing for my old employer. I was looking for new jobs and I was toying with the idea of starting Detour. And again, it was, you know, I had a website, I had a bunch of prints, but I wasn't making any sales. Um, And I was, you know, I was kind of juggling a few different things. 
And then the pandemic hit and no one was hiring. And that was kind of the thing that forced me to jump in full time to detour. And it was like, this is it. It's now or never. You know, this has to be a real business. Um, So it, you know, it was that timing that really forced me to take it full time. And, um, you know, we started slow. I, I had one client in the beginning and then it's just, it's grown from there. I have a team now I have freelancers. It's, um, really grown a lot over the past two years. So it's been great. Wow. So there was no freelancing. There was no dabbling. There was no consignment design. We went full on into print studio mode. That's kind of amazing. Very admirable. Um, so seeing as how you kind of took the leap into being a studio and kind of bypassed a lot of what many of us do, which is freelance first, get your feet wet, build a client list, grow slowly. You kind of went all in. So share with us what you think were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in starting up your studio and kind of the beginnings of it. Um, Definitely in the beginning, just being kind of the new kid on the block. You know, a lot of brands have relationships with other studios that go back years and years. And I just kind of, like I said, it it took me 10 years to get here. So I didn't just pop up overnight, but I think that's kind of how it would feel to a brand. Um, So just getting, getting brands to trust me when they had relationships with other studios. Um, And that's something that's been really fun for me because I think because I didn't have those older relationships with big brands, I, when I first started, I went after smaller brands and that has been so rewarding for me because I've seen the brands that kind of started when I was starting grow and we've grown together and I really value those relationships. Um, so, but yeah, definitely being new is, is hard. You have to get people to trust you and, and, you know, you just kind of are popping into their inbox saying, Hey, here I am, please buy my prints when they have established relationships with other companies. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying before, when we were chatting before we started the interview, um, that it's really important that designers understand how much goes into the lead up and that it isn't something that happens overnight. So even though you kind of appeared um, out of nowhere on, you know, Instagram or whatever as the studio um, right. that has these clients that's doing really well. It took you, it took a lot of effort and pushing through probably and making big choices and then making big moves. I mean, especially to dive into being a studio right off the bat. I mean, that's, right. that's amazing, but it's, I think it is important for designers to know like how long that process really is and how difficult it is. Um, and that it really is like a, this long game mentality of like giving it everything and going all in. Like it wasn't until you went all in on it that you actually started to see some traction. Right. 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 Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work building those relationships. Um, and so that was something in the beginning, I think, I think the way I did it worked out the best for me. Um, because I was, I was able to spend that time doing client outreach and 
you know, really reaching out to these brands and saying, Hey, we have stuff that will be a good fit for you. And that, you know, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So having gotten started just at the beginning of the pandemic, what did that look like in terms of reaching out to smaller brands? Were they still kind of pushing through, were you guys kind of pushing through that hard time together? They were still producing things or how did, what did that look like? I mean, it was so interesting to start my business at that time um, because a lot of brands were struggling and, but for me as a studio, it kind of was the perfect time. Um, You know, when I first decided I wanted to start a studio, I think that the goal was to have, you know, in-house designers that come work for me in this great space and now I can't imagine doing that because the pandemic forced me to, you know, adjust what I envisioned for the company. So I now, you know, my, my freelance designers are all over the world. And that's something that I think I wouldn't have been pushed to do if I hadn't been starting my business in the pandemic. Like I said, I had spent all this time learning how the industry worked and all of a sudden the industry was changing. Um, but for me, it turned out being a good thing because I was small. And so I had all of our prints up on a site and then buyers became more and more comfortable buying online. Um, so I, you know, I only printed fabric once at the very beginning. I flew to LA and I did a couple meetings and then the pandemic hit and I didn't print fabric again. And the fact that people are more and more comfortable buying online, I think has definitely benefited my business. And that's a result of the pandemic. So it was definitely an interesting time to start Detour. And I don't know what will happen in the future, but it's it's been interesting to watch the industry kind of shift a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then the way I work, I, or the way I think I envisioned the studio working changed because of the pandemic. You know, when I when I started Detour, I had envisioned having this beautiful office space and having full-time designers come in and paint every single day. And now I can't imagine doing that. I feel so lucky that I get to work with women all over the world and they have flexible schedules to work for me. They can paint at night or, you know, squeeze in some design time whenever they can. And um, I'm grateful for that. And that's something that I, I wouldn't have originally envisioned for my business, but COVID forced me to do that. And I think I'll, I'll never have a studio space with full-time designers. I love working this way. It's so interesting um, to think about that, right? Because I was at a place where I knew I was going to be home for a, a while, but the end for me was always like get a space eventually get the designers have all the computers have this like fun like creative bustling space and when this happened didn't you feel that kind of relief of not having to deal like i can't imagine like the the overhead and not being able to do you know people can't come in and the rent i felt really grateful for being able to be working this right right yeah pre-covid i mean that was the dream right to have this beautiful space with people painting all day. And um, now I just, I feel so fortunate that I'm able to work with people no matter where they are. I have 
um, one freelance designer on my team who's from the UK and she just decided she wants to go live in Australia for six months. And it's like, great, that's amazing. Work from wherever you want. I love that. I love that. I think that the, that is something coming off the pandemic that's changed everybody is that there's so much more acceptance of kind of that lifestyle, however you want to live your life and however you want to work and whatever your workspace is going to be for the day is a lot more accepted than it was before. And being able to work from home on your own schedule. And like you were saying about the digital shop, like having an online store, that leads me kind of into talking a little bit about the print book and why, why we kind of formed that. I think that for me, and you can tell me what you think, but like right before all this happened, I had an online shop as well because I'm a small business. And I think that what the pandemic did was allow smaller businesses, smaller studios to have a little bit more presence and to show up in a way that we couldn't before because of the way we were competing against, you know, huge, huge studios that can show up with 400 new prints a month on fabric. And now we have these online shops Mm -hmm. ready to go because we were smaller. And um, I think clients have got so much more comfortable over the last couple of years shopping this way. And it really allows us to spend more time building those relationships and to actually spend more time on the briefs and spend more time curating the collection and spend more time doing the mock-ups and on marketing than setting up all that stuff to be printed to fabric as a small business. I understand why bigger studios do it, but for, for the size of our studios, um, I really think that it allows us to be better in all the other areas of the business. Would you agree? Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think about when I did, you know, my first print run on fabric, even the time I took just trimming everything down is time that I could have used elsewhere. Um, so we'll see. But for now, I very rarely have a company respond to me and say that they only buy in person. Every once in a while, I'll reach out to someone and say, and they'll say that. Um, but for the most part, it has not been an issue for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's really interesting and we'll see, I guess, right. Like you said, as we move forward, if that continues, but I do think that, um, if, if we attend trade shows, I think that that's a really good example of where to spend the time and money printing to fabric to show up, build brand, build connection, interact with our clients. Um, right. But on the day-to-day as a boutique studio, I think it's important to spend the time in other places. Yeah. And you and I have, we've talked about just the fabric waste, um, you know, and I think we both are on the same page that we, that's a part of the industry that we'd like to stay away from. I mean, there's so much fabric waste already, textile waste. And so if we can, you know, avoid being a part of that, I think that that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how many yards, I don't remember, um, but I did the math once and I was blown away at how much we throw away every year if we were to print our collection to fabric every single month, which is what was traditionally expected of us, right? And then we're just getting rid of it. 
um, because a lot of the smaller studios work with our designers on consignment. Do you work with designers on consignment? Yes, we do. Yeah. So you know that the way that we work with consignment designers is they get their collection back if we don't sell it so they can use it elsewhere, which means we're throwing all of that away. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I definitely think that saving on that waste is a huge part of why uh, we chose to do what we're doing, which is what I want to talk about next. Um, We met, we've never met in person, which I still think is hilarious. I'd love to meet you one day. Very Um, crazy. (laughs) But Kelly and I actually founded the print book together. And the print book is a collective of studios that are represented under one platform. So it's like a large digital shop that represents seven studios now we are, including the both of us. And we sell digital only. And I think that that's been really beautiful to kind of support a lot of small studios in one place and bring us all together, um, but not to overwhelm. Like we're still just seven studios, which I think is, is nice. But tell me a little bit about your thoughts, like when we first decided to do this and what you thought about this concept and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I talked about the challenges of starting my studio and how it's hard to be the new kid on the block and compete with these established studios that have full-time employees. And so when you approached me with the idea, to me, it just felt like, like a natural way to work together to get some of those sales. Um, I always say like, I think we complement each other very well in our aesthetic complements each other very well because I am not, you know, a, a boho kind of paisley. Like that's not my personal aesthetic. So if someone comes to me looking for that, I can say, well, I don't have it, but my friend Leslie may. So please like go shop at this site. And I think it's been really nice because the studios that are part of the print book, I think we all complement each other. Mm. We all have a different aesthetic but it works well as one unit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I think from the very beginning, having a background in fashion, there's so much competition and this weird thing with trust and nobody wants to help each other out. And I think what you and I are trying to do that's a little bit different is like support other small studios and work together and share our contact list with other studios and kind of grow together. Like the idea of the rising tide, raising all ships. And I think that that was kind of part of the mission as as well as being digital and eliminating waste. But what I I think what I love the most is the idea of collaboration um, over competition and how we're trying to find creative ways to help each other market and to kind of reach a broader audience somehow um, together as a whole. Definitely. Definitely. I think that the way it's going now has been great. Um, we're, we're supporting other small studios. We're working together. We're, you know, our clients are happy because if one of us doesn't have something like we were talking about, there's six other studios to shop. So they're still finding what they need at the print book. And hopefully it just keeps growing. I'd love to bring on a few more studios you know, build our client list more. The goal is just to keep going. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so tell me, switching gears a little bit here, um, tell me what your thoughts are, us being in a place where we are pushing ahead, hoping to continue to grow and expand our platform. What are your thoughts on trade shows at the moment? I, I really don't know. I I love that buyers have gotten more comfortable shopping online. I don't know what the future of trade shows looks like. Um, selfishly, I'd love to exhibit at one soon and, you know, get to meet some of our clients in person and get to meet um, some of the other studios that I've built like Instagram relationships with and finally meet you in person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't know when travel is going to come back for companies and buyers. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel the same. Like I'm really excited to be at one again, but I want to wait until the time feels right. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I do. You can tell me what you think in terms of list building, because I do get asked this a lot in the membership about, you know, growing a list is really challenging part of what we do, right? You know, there's cold outreach, there's relationship building, like you said, getting that repeat business and establishing relationships is key in growth. And if you can't, if we can't do that, then um, every, everything's really hard if we can't grow that list. And for right. me, when I got started, um, you can tell me how you got started. Cause I know when we formed the print book, we each came to play with our lists and we merged mm -hmm. our lists together. Um, my list came from attending trade shows, building connections in person, meeting my clients in person, flying to my clients to have meetings. How did you find that part of the process, especially at the beginning of 2020? How did you build that list? I This was something I struggled with a lot in the beginning. But again, with the pandemic, it just kind of came out of desperation and like I said, I started, I had my site, I had my Instagram. And it, if you're not doing outreach on your own, it, I mean, you're lucky if somebody just finds you on Instagram and decides to buy a print, in my experience. Um, so in the beginning, I struggled, you know, with the cold outreach, but that is, that is what has worked for my business. I have no shame. I will DM you on LinkedIn. I will DM you on Instagram. I will you know, spend an hour trying to find someone's email. Um, I just have no shame about it. So to answer your question, I mean, my list has come from cold outreach and people just responding and saying, sure, we'll take a peek at your collection. So my email list has really just been built off me reaching out to brands that I want to work with and knowing, I know you talk about this a lot, like knowing what they're looking for and knowing that your work could be a good fit for them. I mean, I can't say that enough. That is what has built my business. Absolutely. Um, same for me. If I wouldn't have done that hard work in the beginning to do the outreach, to grow the list. Um, for me, I attended a show during a time when you received a list. So that was very beneficial for me. But if we're not showing up consistently doing that outreach and kind of being in a, in a place where, we're not worried about the response we're going to get. We're not worried they're not going to get back to us. And we're actually getting out there and being proactive about growing that list. Then we don't have anybody to sell to. So it's such an important part of the growth process. 
Now totally switching gears, um, I love to ask designers and creative directors, business owners in our industry, knowing that you're not only finding inspiration for yourself, but you're finding inspiration for giving direction to your team. What's your favorite place to look for inspiration? Um, really just my surroundings. Definitely when I travel, I will go for walks and fill up my phone with photos of flowers and scenery. Um, my husband and I moved to Florida this year, which has been great for me because I've always been drawn to tropical prints and now I'm surrounded by it. So I'll go for a walk and again, take a million pictures. Um, yeah. So really definitely I try to try to get inspired by my surroundings and other, I try not to focus too much on what other studios are doing, but I do like following, um, you know, with my background in design, I, I went to art school. So I love following different artists um, and seeing what they're doing, like traditional artists that are painting and, you know, silkscreen, that kind of stuff. Nice. I love that. I think fine art is such a fun place to look for inspiration. And we talk, we talk about that a lot in the membership too, how it's really important to not just look at what the rest of us are doing, but to look outside, outside of that. Yeah, definitely. Like other creative I love following what other creative people are doing, photographers, illustrators, letterers, because I think that's a good way of getting inspiration without following the print industry so closely that, you know, you're ripping off someone else's work. Yeah, absolutely. I always find that when we look outward toward things that inspire us, that drive us, that pulled us into this space in the first place, we end up creating from a unique perspective. Um, which really allows us to differentiate and set ourselves apart in the industry. So what would you, what advice would you have for somebody who might just be getting started in our industry? This is going to sound like such a cheesy answer, but um, I would say just be authentic to you and your aesthetic and your style. Um, and you will find the brands that you are excited to work with. I, again, like I've always been drawn to bright colors, bold prints, and because my personal aesthetic carries into our designs that we offer as a studio, I get to work with brands that I'm so excited to work with. Um, you know, no one is coming to me for like a beige plaid. That's just not our thing. But that means that I'm really excited about the people that I am working with. So yeah, being, being authentic, staying true to your style, because when you do that, like there is going to be someone that aligns with it, that, and don't feel like you have to do everything. I love that. So true. Such great advice for anyone getting started. Well, Kelly, we've reached the end of our conversation. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? on the social so they can follow along your journey for your studio and all your beautiful designs. All right. My Instagram is detour underscore design studio. And then our website is detourdesignstudio.com. Um, and those are the two places you can find me. Kelly, thank you so, so much for coming on and chatting. It was really fun to learn so much about your background and how you ended up in this 
industry. I love working with you. I'm super excited about the future of our our business, and um, I can't wait to meet you one day. <laughs> Thank you. This was fun. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you want to learn more about what I think is the number one key to finding your unique place in the industry, finding your unique clients, and creating a sustainable business that has buyers coming back to you again and again, head on over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash free training. See you next time.